Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments for any of my special guest speakers or my co-hosts on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Or you can give me a call at Steve B's Me Production Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my two speakers on the program, Marcus Barnum and my co-host Shauna Otis with her team, the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry, as they break unto our listeners the bread of life. We also ask your blessings upon my special guest in the community corner, Daryl Gibson, as he serves our community as well with his various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you will bless them and their families that support their efforts as well. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning into this radio broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well and that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked and it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. For we recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask that you forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful until death, Father, we pray that you will save us. For us in Christ's name, we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the broadcast this evening. And the, my speakers on the broadcast this evening in the first segment, my special guest speaker is Dr. Marcus Barnum. He serves as the evangelist with the Tenement Church of Christ there in Houston, Texas. 
He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in the community corner, my special guest is Daryl Gibson. He's the county commissioner in Laurenburg, North Carolina, Scotland County. He'll be telling us what he does there to serve our community. And in the last segment, my co-host, Shauna Otis, we're her she serves with the Great Way Church of Christ there in Nashville, Tennessee. She has her team, the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. They'll be making their proclamation of the gospel of Christ in that segment. Open up your Bibles now and open your minds and let's have a great show. After the break, the next one you hear be that of my special guest speaker, Dr. Marcus Barnum. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Stepped on and flat on. 
listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my special guest speaker, Dr. Marcus Barnum, and his subject, the narrative we rehearse to ourselves. Uh, thank you, uh, Stevie B. It's certainly a pleasure uh, to be able to share with the people of God. Um, we, we certainly are blessed to be able to see another, another manifestation of God's glory in as much as he's allowed our golden moments to roll on just a little bit further and, and to see another day that the Lord has made, one we've never witnessed before. We certainly are grateful for this opportunity. I want to get right into uh, the message for uh, during our time here. And our text would be coming from Genesis chapter 50, verse number 20. Genesis 50 and verse number 20, very familiar passage of text. And it says, but as for you, this is Joseph, evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Watch the text. To bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. God is doing it, not just for my good, but it's the redemptive good to save much people alive. Let us go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for uh, being able to share the word of God with the people of God and uh, the world at large. Father, ready us now to see with meekness the engrafted word, which is able, even on today, to save our souls. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I just want to uh, talk for the next few moments as the spirit of the Lord shall guide with this thought in our mind the narrative that we rehearse to ourselves. And I guess the big idea of this particular text is if you want to change your life, and that's really what I want to talk about today, if you want to change your life, you have to change your story. If you want to change your life, you have to change your story, the narrative that we rehearse to ourselves. And the science of cybernetics it would tell us that it's, there's, there's two kinds of change. One being the first order change is behavioral. It's doing something more or less behavioral. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, eating less and exercising more would be some steps in the right direction, behavioral change. First order change can facilitate a quick fix. But then second order change passes the test of time. Second order change is conceptual. First order change is behavioral. Second order change is conceptual. It's the thought of mind over matter, and that's where the magic really happens. Everything is created twice. Let me say that again. Everything, everything you look at, everything you know about is created twice. The first creation is mental. That means it's internal. The second creation is physical. That internal is manifested, manifested in the external. Everything was once a thought, and that even includes you and I. We were once a thought in God's mind. Everything was just a thought. You, you don't just bear God's image, oh, God Almighty. You are actually God's idea. You're not just in his image. You are actually an idea of God manifested into his image, right? You, you, you and I are his workmanship. 
you are a unique expression of God's imagination. To see yourself as anything less is to believe a lie. And there has never been, there will never be anyone like you. You know, and, and that's important. That's important. You are a testament to the God who created you. The significance about that is this. No one can worship God like you or for you. That's a whole other lesson for another day. But but if everyone was to bring their gift of worship of God and take like the birds, the, 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 the worship of birds, when the birds give thanks or whatever they do, it's manifested differently than when we do it. We are all uniquely gifted to worship God, and no one can do it like you or for you. No one can serve God like you or for you. On average, let's get a little deeper with this, about 30 to 60,000 thoughts fire across our synapses every single day. And according to a study done by the Cleveland Clinic, 80% of those 60,000 thoughts are negative. 80%. 80% of those 60,000 thoughts are negative. are negative. As a man thinketh in his heart, you know, the writer of Proverbs says, so is he. Your thoughts have a psychological, that's number one, and then number two has a physiological effect. Your thoughts have the power to lower your blood pressure. Your thoughts have the power to slow your pulse. Your thoughts have the power to boost your immunity. Or your thoughts have the power to do the exact opposite because, you see, the battle is won or lost in the mind. Either way, either way. The narratives we rehearse to ourselves are far more important than the situations we find ourselves in. Oh, good God Almighty. The narratives that we rehearse to ourselves are far more important than the situations we find ourselves in. So let's talk about that. Let's set the scene, the backdrop here. When we, when we get to our text in Genesis chapter 50 and verse number 20, let's talk about the scene. Here it is. Uh, Joseph now is a teenager. Uh, when he was a teenager, he had a dream, a dream that his brothers would one day bow to him. He makes the mistake of telling his brothers about this dream, and his brothers fake his death, and they, then they sell him into slavery. For Joseph, life goes from bad to worse. Joseph ends up in a prison for his crime, one that he did not commit, uh, for a crime that he did not commit. If anybody, here's what I really want to get to, if anybody could have played the victim card, it's Joseph. If anybody could have rehearsed negative narratives about what has happened in his life, it's Joseph. But this isn't the narrative that Joseph rehearses to himself. Long story short, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. Pharaoh puts the signet ring on Joseph's finger and makes him second in command. Thirteen years later, after selling him uh, into slavery, his brothers come knocking on the door, begging for food because there is a famine in the land. And the Bible would tell us in Genesis chapter 43 and verse number 28, it's his brothers now coming. Instead of uh, uh, the other things that were going on, now the, the dream comes to pass. The brothers are now bowing before him. And I can only imagine what Joseph must have thought. I can only imagine what Joseph must have felt. Good God Almighty, it's the day, watch it, when decades happen. This day, all those decades that have passed has come to fruition on this day. The vision that he had at 17 is coming to fruition this day. Good God Almighty, it's the vision 
that went off the rails for his life. It's the vision that took a wrong turn for his life. It's a vision that seemed so far away, a vision that did not seem possible. That vision now is fulfilled in this moment. This is the day when decades happen, all right? Uh, Genesis chapter 15, verse number 20. Uh, really, that verse is like a time-lapse video. Uh, Joseph looks back on all the ups and downs. Let's look at it in the spirit metaphorically. He's looking back on all of the ups and downs, all of the pain and suffering, all of the twists and turns. And this is what he says. You intended to harm me. Oh, but God. A whole lot of people need a but God in their lives, but I won't spend time there. God intended for good to be accomplished. You know, watch this. The good that's being accomplished is what's now being done, the saving of many lives. May God give us 50-20 vision in this day. Let's make this simple. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out your hair in a minute. Let's make this simple as one, two, three. Start rehearsing correct narratives in your life. I want you to do three things. I want you to know your name. Yeah, yeah, you got to know your name. Number two, you need to fix your focus. Number three, you need to change your story. Number one, you need to know your name. More than a century ago, Charles Horton Cooley, now Charles Horton Cooley was the founder of the American Sociological Association. He said, I am not what I think I am, and I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Oh, good God Almighty. Facing our sense of self on how we believe others see us. Our sense of self, I need y'all to hear me out there in Radio Land, comes from lots of different sources. Let me say that again. Our sense of self comes from a lot of different sources. Sometimes it's as simple as someone saying, you're good at this, man. Or you're good at this, uh, girl. Child, you're good at this. Or they can say, man, you're kind of bad at this. Yeah, I wouldn't fool with that. You're not, you're not so good at this. Either way, it's letting other people narrate your story. It's living life according to their expectations. So it's critical. It becomes critical for us to, be, to, to, to now take our cues from Scripture. For, for the book of James, likens the Bible to a mirror. And this is where we discover who we are in the eyes of God. This is how we know our name. This is how we can flip the script. This is how we can start rehearsing the right narratives in our lives. Now, let me dive back to Joseph. Uh, I don't want to spend time there. That's going to take me off because I have a limited amount of time. Let me get back to Joseph's uh, narrative in, in Genesis. After playing a few mind games with his brothers, um, you know, which I think is totally justified, but that's just me talking, Joseph finally reveals his identity. And in Genesis 45, verse number 3, he says, I am Joseph. Yeah. You know, that's like saying, me, I'm saying, I'm Marcus. You should be shouting, but you're probably not shouting out there. You, 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 church folk don't know when to shout. He says, I am Joseph. That's significant. He tells, he tells his brother, I am Joseph. He tells people that's within an earshot, I am Joseph, he's working in Egypt's land, tells anybody that wants to know that I am Joseph. You got, you got to read this right. You got to see this in the spirit. 
we read right, right past it, and you would automatically think, well, why is that so big? Joseph should know his name, right? Of course Joseph knows his name. It, it's his name, but not so fast. Here's a fun fact. Here's the Daily Double uh, uh, if you, for you Jeopardy, Jeopardy players out there. When Pharaoh makes Joseph second in command, he doesn't just give him his signet ring, but in Genesis 41, 45, he gives Joseph an Egyptian name. He gives Joseph the name Zaphonath Panea, and that name means one who discovers hidden things. And what was Joseph's gift? Discovering and, and, and interpreting dreams. Right? So it would have been easy, y'all not seeing this in the spirit, it would have been easy for Joseph to forget who he was. Culture would allow you to forget who you are. Culture would allow you to forget your name. Culture would allow would allow you forget to forget how you were raised. If you allow it, culture will name you. If you allow it, culture will train you. Culture tries to label you. Culture will define you. Cancel culture will chew you up and spit you out. You have to know who you are. You have to know whose you are. You need to know your name. You need to know that you are blessed. You need to know that you are chosen. You need to know that you are blameless. Know that you are adopted by the Heavenly Father. Know you are redeemed by Christ. Know you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Know you are stamped with the image of God. Simply put, you are who God says you are, not how culture defines you. That's what you got to do. Number one, you need to know your name. That's big. That's big. I don't have time to deal more with that, but let's keep it moving. Number two, fix your focus. We have a saying determines your reality. You know, this is this is kind of like an excerpt out of Philippians 4. If anything is right or good or pure or just or it's admirable, think on these things. Why? Because your focus will determine your reality. If you're looking for an excuse, I found excuse makers in my life before. Those people will always be able to find an excuse. If you're looking for something to be grateful for, you will always be able to find something to be grateful for. This is, you know, there is a concept in psychology called cognitive reappraisal. Cognitive reappraisal. I'm going to be done here in a minute. It's telling yourself a different story about what is happening. Remember, we are the narrative or the product of the narrative that you rehearse for yourself. What am I saying? It's telling yourself a different story about what is happening. And Joseph here serves as Exhibit A. Joseph could have played the victim card, right? He also could have played God and even the score with his brothers. He could have played some ruler and, and, because he's second in command and he was full well uh, within his right to do whatever he pleased to do, was pleased to do. So he could have played God in that moment and even the score with his brothers. But watch this. Joseph does not do either of those things. Why? Because he has a God's eye view of the situation. So Martin Seligman, he's the former president of the APA, said that all of us have what he calls an explanatory style. Oh, good God Almighty. An explanatory style is the manner in which you habitually explain yourself to yourself why events happen. An explanatory style is the manner 
in which you habitually explain to yourself why events happen. It's in those explanations, not the experiences themselves, but the explanations that you make to yourself about the situation that will make us or break us. What is Joseph's explanatory style in Genesis 50, verse 20? You, he says, intended to harm me, but that isn't where I'm going to focus my energy. Look, God intended it for good for the saving of many lives. That's where I'm going to focus. And, and there was a meme, you know, circulating on social media at the end of 2020 that 2020 was a dumpster fire. Just throw 2020 away. The pandemic, Kobe Bryant died, the fires in Australia. Uh, but, you know, it's pretty funny that it's the wrong explanation. 2020 was not a dumpster fire, but rather 2020 was a refiner's fire. And, and, and what comes out of the refiner's fire is always more pure. What comes up? What comes out of the refiner's fire is always more precious. What comes out of the refiner's fire is always more valuable than that which went in the fire. Why? Because it has been refined by the touch of the master's hand. The prophet Malachi asked the question, who is able to? endure? Who is able to stand? He will be like a blazing fire that refines metal, like a strong soap that can bleach your clothes. He will sit at a refiner or sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the bad stuff. So how do we fix our focus? The short answer is fixing our eyes on Jesus, who, of course, is the author and the perfecter of our faith. I love this moment when Peter gets out of the boat. Y'all know the story. He gets out of the boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee in the middle of the night. You know, getting out that boat took a ton of faith. But here's the deal. If you want to walk on water, you first got to get out the boat. That's taking a ton of faith. But here's what happens. He gets out of the boat because he's focused on Jesus. You're right. And, and Jesus is walking on water just like he is. He's simply doing what he's seeing Jesus do. Watch it. He's simply doing, as long as his focus is on Jesus, He's simply doing what he sees Jesus doing. Watch this. That's what following Jesus is all about, simply doing what we see Jesus doing. But what happens? He loses his focus. He starts focusing on the wind. He starts focusing on the waves. And that's when we start to sink, right? So, so, so a couple of these easy applications, I can skip this, but I need to give this to you. A couple of easy applications. How can we keep our focus? Number one, keep a gratitude journal. Keep a gratitude journal, right? Keep a gratitude journal. That's a simple fix. That's a simple fix. Um, it will sanctify your reticular activating system. That's the part of the brain that determines what we notice and what goes unnoticed. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. All of that to say your explanations are more important than your experiences. Number two. Uh, understand that a change of pace plus a change of place will equal a change in perspective. You know, the key the key to all of our spiritual growth is routine, and, and, and that routine has to become routine, right? And then sometimes we got to look at it and see do we have the right routine, right? So, so we got to look at that. I don't want to spend too much time there, but that's what we need to do. How do we put that into practice? Well, you can do a silent retreat. 
you can do some fasting. You can practice meditation. Fasting is a fantastic way uh, to, to rehearse proper narratives in your life so that you won't uh, be focused so much on the experience, but you can focus on the narrative that you need to focus on. Number three, read old books. How can you fix your focus? Read old books. Um, Ivan Pavlov said, if you want new ideas, read old books. You know, me personally, I love biographies. Why? Because biographies of other people's lives help me to see my life from a different perspective, right? But, of course, there's no better book than the Bible. There's no book that's older, no book that's better. It gives us a God's eye view. Scripture is our plumb line. Scripture is our anchor line. Scripture is our lifeline, which brings us to our last point as we close out today. Not only do you need to know your name, not only do you need to fix your focus, you have to change your story. Change your story, all right? Change that story. According to a study done by Emory University, the best predictor of a child's emotional well-being is not getting them into a great school. The best predictor of a child's emotional well-being is not giving them lots of hugs and kisses. The best predictor of a child's uh, emotional well-being is not taking them on a pilgrimage to Disney World. It's not watching Disney Pixar films. According to these researchers at Emory University, the number one indicator of emotional well-being is a child knowing their family history. Wait, what? what? Here's what I know for sure. All of us are born into someone else's story. Our children were born into our story. I was born into my parents' story. You were born into your parents' story. My parents were born into my grandparents' story. For better or worse, all of us are born into someone else's story. But here's the good news. As children of God, when we get grafted into God's family, we get grafted into God's story. Scripture becomes our script. The Bible becomes our backstory. And our lives become the rest of the story. The fact of the matter is, we become the fifth gospel. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? We become the fifth gospel. Y'all know the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But we become, when God weaves us into his story, we become that living epistle. We become the fifth gospel. You and I become Acts 29. You and I become Revelation 23. You are the only Bible some people will ever read. The question is, is your life a good Bible translation? Here's how it works. Here's how it works. You surrender your life to the Lordship of Christ, and you can do that right here, right now. You give uh, the author and perfecter of your faith complete editorial control of your story, and he begins writing his story, He, you know, with a hyphen on your story. He, he takes you in, and he takes you through. Now, here's what's important. I need to show you this, and I'm done. In Judaism, those who followed a rabbi had four responsibilities. First, they would memorize the rabbi's words, and that's how we actually get the Gospels that we have today. The second responsibility was adopting the rabbi's unique interpretation of Scripture. It was called the rabbi's yoke. We call it the Sermon on the Mount and the Olivet Discourse, of course, when we talk about Jesus' teaching. The third responsibility is imitating the rabbi's way of life. And I'll come back to that. Well, I won't, I won't come back to that one because I'm going to be done. It's imitating the rabbi's way of life. 
And the fourth responsibility was discipling others the way you were discipled. And I'm afraid that we're finding in churches changing the method of discipleship. We're not discipling people the way we were discipled. That was the fourth responsibility of people who followed their rabbis, was discipling the way that they were discipled. It's Paul saying, watch him, if you can hear the Apostle Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. You see what I'm saying? Let me close that. I'm going to go ahead and close with that third responsibility. The third responsibility, imitating. The third one is imitating. Imitating the rabbi's way of life. It's, it's, it's a key to habit formation. Method acting is, is something that actors do when they're trying to bury themselves into a character or to a part. They would do this form of acting called method acting. And it involves taking extreme measures to get into good character. It's the thing of legends, really, in Hollywood. Stories and, and the legend of, of, of Dustin Hoffman, who goes three days without sleep to prep for a scene in Marathon Man. Uh, the narrative of Meryl Streep, she learned Polish and German for her role in Sophie's Choice. Christian Bale lost 60 pounds to play an emaciated insomniac. Jamie Foxx, to play Ray Charles, glued his eyes shut. Leonardo DiCaprio, while filming The Revenant, slept in animal carcasses. See, discipleship is method acting. It's taking our cues from Scripture. It's taking our cues from Jesus. We love like Jesus loves. We think like Jesus thinks. We pray like Jesus prays. We treat people like how Jesus treated people. And if we do that long enough, you and I become like Jesus, which is the ultimate goal of discipleship is to be like Jesus. We are the product of the narratives that we rehearse to ourselves. It's not so much of the situation you find yourself in. It's really what are you saying about the situation you're finding yourself in. And, and, and I urge you to really look at every scenario in your life. And usually if you have a negative connotation or a negative thought about what you're going through, you're probably going to have a negative result and you're going to react very negatively. And therein lies the picture of Joseph. All of the bad stuff that happened to Joseph, can you see him sitting in jail? He could have went negative at any point, but he kept rehearsing what his name was. He knew who he was. And so evidently he rehearsed some very positive things, some very godly things about who he was and about the situation he found himself in. May God bless you. May God keep you is my prayer. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation. And what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. These are the announcements for the events and activities in the Churches of Christ. 
If you'd like to have your events activities announced on this radio broadcast, please contact me at Stevie B's Me Production Studio at 910-491-6405. Or send me emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. On Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there'll be a nationwide gospel call that's sponsored by the Church of Christ in Highland Heights from Houston, Texas. Telephone number to this call is 857-216-6700, and access code is 328-497. This is a nationwide outreach. Those who are not members of the Churches of Christ, the speakers will be presenting a basic salvation method. Then the learn what they must do in order to be saved is also information regarding the Churches of Christ. In addition, it is intended to edify and strengthen the faith of those who are Christians. On Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Delcrest Church of Christ from San Antonio, Texas, presents the Women's Virtual Bible Class. And this class will be held on www.zoom.com. And the class ID number is 821-3692-8262. Daily at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, the Ladies in Christ prayer line hosted by the Church of Christ from Lafayette, Louisiana. And the telephone number to this prayer line will be 605-472-5203. And the access code is 514-859. My co-host, Steve Cordo, on the Gospel Light Radio Show, he has a new book entitled God Gracing You, and you can order this book from the 21st Century Christian Catalog. There'll be a spring-summer series every fourth Wednesday of each month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Preacher's Panel Discussion. Join Minister Michael Crusoe as he moderates a series of discussions featuring, featuring seasoned preachers in the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. And the topic under discussion is expanding the role of women in Christian worship, a word from the Lord. Stevie B's Mid-Production presents, we're airing a new broadcast on August the 24th. The Kelly Fletcher Show will be a part of this broadcast every fourth Tuesday of the month. And on tonight's broadcast, my co-host, Shauna Otis, she serves the Great Way Church of Christ in Nashville, Tennessee. Her segment is called the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. And they will be airing at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And her segment will air every third Tuesday of the month. And just a program reminder, Stevie B's Mini Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. You can give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can type in your search bar, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday, I'll be hosting a live show, What I Work in the Lord radio show, at six, from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And each week, we'll have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. We'll be presenting the message from the Word of God. Also, we have the Community Corner segment. That segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our communities. Also, I have three co-hosts on this show. Lou Gilbert, he's the evangelist for the Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, as well as my newest co-host, Shauna Otis. She serves the Greyway Church of Christ there in Nashville, Tennessee. Her team is the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. And also my newest co-host, Isa Mullins, who serves the Helen Street Church of Christ here in Fayetteville, 
North Carolina. Then on Thursday evening each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And on this broadcast, I have eight co-hosts on this show who will be presenting messages from the Word of God. And each week, I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out that I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. Then on Friday night at our new time from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B's Acapella Gospel Music Blast Radio Show. And on this broadcast, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the sweet sounds of voices. And we also have the Story Glory segment every first Friday of the month. And on September the 3rd, my special guest on that show will be Chef Brian Brown from Atlanta, Georgia. And then on September the 10th, I'll be featuring some new music on that broadcast with Curtis Williams from Nashville, Tennessee. He'll be releasing his new CD. We'll be debuting that uh, music on that radio show. And then on September the 20th, I'll be counting down my top 20 Apollo Gospel songs for the month of September. If you can't catch any of these live shows, where are you getting your favorite podcast from? Just type in your search bar, Stevie B Media Production, and you'll see all of the shows that we're producing here on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, rather. And some of the major platforms that you can get you can get these podcasts from is on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, just to name a few. I have a new sponsorship manager. Her name is Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. If you'd like to be a sponsor for any of these radio shows, just give her a call at 954-687-4705. I'd like to give a shout-out to all of my sponsors. We certainly appreciate all of them for sponsoring these radio shows. We certainly appreciate them. Uh, Cheryl Norwood, she's from Chicago, Illinois, Bethesda Memorial, Friend of Director Crematory Services out of DeSoto, Texas. Stanley Phillips, he's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Cheryl Marat from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yvonne Blazing Cracker Duke from Nashville, Tennessee. Melvin Jackson from High Point, North Carolina. Marquise Holman from Charlotte, North Carolina. Stephanie Booker Wilson from Greensboro, North Carolina. Diversified Financial Network, LLC from Dallas, Texas. The owner is Mark and Charlotte Carroll. And Ordained Faith Publishing out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The three E's of Stephen D's Media Production. It is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. Stay tuned. The Community Corner is up next. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Oh! 
from the Lord Radio Show. The Community Corner. Now, the Community Corner is simply designed to tell our listeners just what products and services are being offered in our communities and how you can contact these various vendors for their services. And ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised to know just what products and services that people have to offer that are sitting right there among us in our congregations. There's, this is one of my favorite segments. I seem to be distracted here because my guest just disappeared on me. So I hope he didn't leave the show. So by the time I get to him, I hope he's still available for this segment, but let me go ahead and finish at least what I was going to say. <laughs> this is one of my favorite segments because we get a chance to hear just what are some of the things that people are doing around us to serve in our community. We've had people on this show who are involved in financial services, legal services, authors. We've had college consultants, uh, professional boxers who are community activists. We've had NFL players, uh, casting producers for television shows, farmers, comedians, you name it. We've had them on this broadcast. So on tonight's uh, community corner segment. My special guest is Daryl Gibson. He's the commission, the uh, county commissioner for uh, Lawnburg, North Carolina, here in Scotland County, here in the state of North Carolina. Daryl Gibson, welcome to the community corner. Good evening, sir. How are you and all of those who are listening? I'm doing just fine. Now, Daryl, why don't you tell us now what it is that you're doing to serve our community? Well, um, unbelievably, at the present, I mean, at the exact moment, uh, I am out a part of a search and rescue team here in our community where we have a 79-year-old resident with dementia and Alzheimer's who has gone missing um, yesterday evening. It's been about 24 hours, so I'm out now, uh, presently out in in the field trying to help that family uh, locate, you know, our resident. But additionally... And so let me just say that that um, her name is Carlita, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Sinclair. And, um, you know, if anyone happens to see her anywhere across the state of North Carolina, if you're listening, um, she's wearing a, a hoodie um, and some blue jean pants. Um, I just want to encourage everyone, if you see a lady who, who may look like Charles, um, you know, help us, if you will, to, to locate her. Um Additionally, as a commissioner, excuse me, I am working uh, at the present on a project in one of our most underserved communities. Um, A school building was closed um, due to redistricting and consolidation, and I am working to, um, in partnership with our um, city council and school board, we're working together 
to try and repurpose that building for a community resource center. And mm-hmm. uh, it is a struggle um, because, you know, not everyone who is a part of our commission or our council sees things the same way. Um, right. But I think it's important for us to, to keep fighting, especially for those who um, who are, are voices are not heard, those voices that are not able to be a part of, of conversations. I think it's important for us as leaders to make sure that we are, are, are representing them in a, in a positive way. So I think that's probably my most um, pertinent uh, endeavor right now um, is, is the work that I'm trying to do in that project. Now, let me ask you, now, the Office of Commissioner, is that a elected position? It, it is. I was, um, so I was, I've served 10 years previously as a school board member. Okay. In December of 2020, um, I was uh, elected to move into this position as a commissioner. So here in our county, we have seven commissioners um, who represent various districts of our community. And mm-hmm. um, we serve four-year terms. So I have okay. I was elected in 2020 of December, and I'll serve four-year terms. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I had the pleasure of meeting Daryl um, at one of, at my father-in-law's funeral. He was working there at the funeral home. You still working there at the funeral home? I am. Yes, sir. I am uh, doing my apprenticeship for funeral services and and COVID funeral home in Fayetteville is where you and I met. Yes, sir. Right. So yeah, you I see you got your hand in everything. Well, I, I try not to put it in everything, <laughs> but I try to put it in, in enough to make a difference. Um, and right. and also to create a legacy for, you know, my family. I have three small children and, and you know, I want them to understand that two things that are, are really important and I, I I live by this. And one is that service is the rent we pay for the air that we breathe. And Amen. and I have been committed to a life of service. Um, and so I'm, I am in a lot of things, but I also try to be careful to make sure that I don't stretch myself too thin, right. um, you know, so that I'm not able to, to make a difference. So I, I really believe that, that our service is the rent that we pay um, for the air that, that, that we are able to breathe. Um, and secondly, to whom much is given, much is required. That's um, right. And the Lord, is, the Lord has blessed me. This community has been great to me. Um, and, and, and all that I received, I think I am at. I am I am to give back some, and so that's what we we spend our life doing. I, I pastor in the local community. I enjoyed the the word tonight. My God, from Genesis Amen. to Genesis, that was good to me. Yes, um, sir. And and so we just enjoy this work of of service. Hey, Daryl, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to join us here tonight in the community corner. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Daryl Gibson. He's the uh, county commissioner here in Lawnburg, North Carolina, Scotland County. Certainly appreciate him on the show tonight. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, to what a word from the Lord. The Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry is up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
like no one is by your side. Oh, as cloudy as it may seem, the way will always be clear. clear. Oh, if you keep looking above, you'll see the sun is in the air. Gray skies will. up to God's hands, and he always pulls me through, yeah, I really don't know what it is you're going through, but I know the God we serve, yeah, 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 see I know him well enough to know that you can trust the man, his word, Tennessee Singles Hour Power on the What a Word from the Lord radio show. Thank you for tuning in to the Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour Power. My name is Shauna Otis. I'm from Tennessee. I'm here tonight with the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. We, um, The committee consists of several members from Tennessee, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Texas, North Carolina, and Florida. Our um, one of the um, mission visions of our group, um, of our ministry, is 
to empower singles to become fully devoted to followers of Christ, to encourage one another to live an abundant life, and to equip singles to demonstrate God's love by reaching the lost, teaching and preaching God's word. If if by following the show you have, um, if you would like to make a donation to our ministry uh, via our cash app, our cash app is dollar sign, capital M, I, D, capital T, N, capital S, singles, um, if you would like to make a donation to the um, the ministry. And then by any chance, if you have like any questions um, regarding anything that we may have discussed tonight on the on the show, um, feel free to send us an email at m um, at mid Tennessee Singles at gmail dot com. Our uh, moderators for tonight is Kelly Fletcher, and as well as Yolanda Johnson. Um, Kelly Fletcher is from Indiana, and Yolanda Johnson is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, this is a no passion um, no pass no passion comment. Our topic tonight is overcoming insecurities, and I'm for sure we all can relate to that. Um, Yolanda, Kelly, what are your thoughts about tonight's topic, overcoming insecurity? Well, Shauna, this is Yolanda. When I think of the word insecurity, I think of, um, well, self-doubt or lack in confidence in oneself. And I'm sure that there are times where some of us were interested you know, have gone through that, especially being interested in dating or getting into a relationship. Um, But we're too shy to confront that person because of our insecurities um, and letting them know that we're interested in them. One common reason can be because they may not think that, you know, they're able to meet that person's standards. You know, you have some people out there, that um, have nice cars and nice homes and, you know, financially, very financially stable. And, you know, you may look at that as, um, you know, because you don't have all that. And that could make you insecure. I, for one, personally have experienced that. Um, Sometimes they may, you know, like I said, when they drive better cars and, you know, and we don't have the fanciest of cars, you know, we don't have all those bucks in the bank <laughs> like they may. So, you know, we can be intimidated by that at times, some of us. But when you read what the Bible says, commands us to be strong and curious and courageous, I'm sorry. When we put our trust in him, we can live in confidence because of his strength. In Jeremiah seventeen seven, it says, "But blessed be the man, be the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him." Um, can anyone relate to having insecurities, or at one time or another, or you know, anybody have any thoughts? Uh, hi, Yolanda. This is Kelly. And um, hey, Kelly. I, hey, I can relate to um, to having insecurities, but one one thing I thought about it was the um, story of Hannah and Panina in First Samuel the one. Um, I know a lot of times 
when we look at that story, we, we talk about Hannah. But I was looking at it through the eyes of Panina. Um, even though the Bible doesn't say mm-hmm. that Panina and Hannah were insecure, um, if I was to look at this story, or when I look at that story, and if I look through their eyes, I can kind of see why they would have been. I know I would have been. Um, yeah. I looked at Panina, and, you know, she was married to a man who was faithful uh, in his worship and sacrifice to the Lord. She bore mm-hmm. children, you know, both sons and daughters. And her husband, you know, he gave her uh, a portion of the offering. So if we look at it like that, she really didn't have a reason to be insecure. Mm-hmm. But when I read further, I look at how um, the scriptures say that Elkanah, he gave Hannah a worthy portion. And when I looked yeah. at that word worthy, um, it's like a, a deserving <laughs> or, or a double portion. And also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the scripture talked about how he loved Hannah. He did it. You know, not because she didn't have any children, but she did it because he loved her. And I, you know, and I thought, well, if that was me, if I was Panina, I'd probably have some questions. Yes. And I'm a little insecure. It's like, well, am I not deserving of a worthy portion? You know, I, I, I bore your children. Or, you know, why do you love her and you don't love me? Or, or do you love me, you know, so, or why do you favor her over me? So um, those were just some things that, that I took away from that story. Um, mm-hmm. Again, not that the Bible says that uh, either woman was insecure, but I can mm-hmm. see why, and I, I, I have felt, I've experienced insecurities. Um, in my personal life, in my work life, um, on the job, you know, why why is this person maybe getting promoted and I'm not, or why are you choosing this person to work on a um, project and you're not choosing me, you know, and then yep. you kind of ask yourself, what's wrong with me, you know? Mm-hmm. So does anybody else, uh, any of our listeners, uh, have any comments or have you ever fallen into that? Maybe had some self-doubt or felt inadequate? Hey, so, Kelly. Yes, sir. Hey, this is William. So um, when it comes to insecurities, um, first of all, we all have to recognize that we all do have them. Um, we all have them at different times. Um, insecurities come and go. Um, I believe a, a big key factor in insecurities even uh, coming into our lives is because a lot of times we don't have confidence um, in ourselves. We don't have confidence in God that he will do what he said he will do. Uh, but a lot of times people create our insecurities by the things that they do, just like Samuel did. Um, you know, um, if you're going to give one woman something better than the other woman is going to create an insecurity in the woman that got the least. 
So so it is, so it was back then, so it is today that we get insecure about the things that people do to us or may not do to us. Uh, But what we have to remember is we just have to remain faithful to God because he remains faithful to us. And so our confidence actually comes from God, uh, even in those times that we do feel insecure on our jobs, in our relationships, or whatever walk of life it may be. Um, so that's just something I just wanted us to even really just take into consideration. We all do have insecurities, but we also also uh, we also have to work on them and trust God to help us uh, to become confident in Him. Therefore, when our confidence is in Him, then our confidence level um, can rise, of course, and then those insecurities we have can also be diminished as well. Amen. Thank you, Brother William. Amen. Amen. And also when I was looking at um, when you were talking about Hannah and Panina Kelly, I was yes, thinking ma'am. about Hannah also. Um, um, I was wondering if she had any insecurities because although Elkanah loved her, seemed like he loved her more than Panina, but mm-hmm. she could not bear children and that bothered her. Right. You know, right. And um, if you read into the story, at one time, Panina was instigating her, you know, because she could bear children and she couldn't. Hannah couldn't. So, you know, I could see her being, uh, Hannah also, you know, being a little insecure because right. she could not have children. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. Does someone uh, else have a comment? Yeah, this is Brother Triplett. How y'all doing today? Hi, Brother Triplett. How you doing, Brother Triplett? Doing good, doing good. I think this is a great topic uh, dealing with insecurities. I just wanted to take that word in, security, and just really look at that word. You know, we have in inadequacies within about ourselves. We have in uncertainty about ourselves. We have in which would cause anxiety and it would cause a lot of different other things in our life. And I want to take that to a in a in a more of a deeper uh context, uh, especially coming from the clinical side of it. You know, I deal with a lot of clients who come in with insecurities. And it goes all the way back from childhood, you know, uh pasthood traumas where growing up they were told that there were they were nobody, or they will uh, never yeah. be about anything, or or they were dumb, or or they were stupid, or or they were ugly, or they were yeah. fat, or they were uh, you know, and, and a lot of those insecurities that we have may stem from pasthood trauma, may stem from pasthood uh, negative uh, uh, re- remarks. Uh, about us growing up, and we learn, and 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 by us hearing that all the time, growing up as children, growing up into teenage and adulthood, we develop uh, uh, a a a a complex about ourselves. We we don't feel that we are good enough. We don't feel that we are pretty enough. We don't feel that we're smart enough. We don't feel that we are intelligent enough. And so we we uh, we we have these these inadequacy inadequacies and these uncertainties about ourselves because of past childhood trauma. So I just wanted to take it a little bit more deeper. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, and, and, uh, uh, and I can see the trauma, too, within First Samuel with how Hannah 
And uh, me, I can see that trauma as well. You know, uh, you know, trauma coming on from one hand that Hannah, she wasn't able to bear children. She wanted children. Then uh, Penea, she had children. She had all that. But then uh, she wasn't, she didn't feel like she was loved like Hannah was loved. She didn't feel like, she may feel like, uh, you know, had some insecurities about, well, how come Hannah's deserving and all this? And I'm not, you know, and I heard one of y'all brought that point out. So I can see the insecurities within that story as well. But I just wanted to just bring that uh, insecurity out from a, another angle about, how, you know, how some of us can have insecurities, and, and, but it can come from childhood, childhood trauma. How, how, how do you deal with that? And thank you, Brother Triplett. That, that, and that is very true. Um, because again, I, I think about myself um, and some things that have happened in my childhood, and I had to overcome those insecurities uh, that had carried carried with me into my adulthood. And so it it took some time. It took prayer. It took um, talking to the Lord. And just constantly reminding myself um, that I am worth something, I am valuable. Um, but it, it took years um, to to overcome these things. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Does anyone have any other comments? Yes, this is Tim. Yes, sir. Yes, I wanted to. Uh mentioned that there's also uh, the need to tackle the desire need for approval uh, from the standpoint uh, that a lot of times, uh, even as Christians, just because you're saved don't mean you've been delivered. And when we were assembling, some have assembled back in church buildings, there are people that sit next to you every Sunday that needs approval. And so we all can find ourselves uh, in a situation where our self-confidence is lacking and uh, we need not to scorn those who are down today, you know, because we can all find ourselves uh, in those valley experiences. And so uh, it all comes down to knowing our true identity in Christ. And that's what true beauty is. And so uh, we want to uh, make sure that uh, we're not thinking irrational in our uh, mindset as far as how we see ourselves. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tim. I appreciate it. Um, we're uh, coming up on the end of our first segment. Um, so we'll turn this over to uh, Brother Stevie. And then we'll be back uh, after this break. Thank you so much. To an age of man, God spoke. Words that sounded like a joke. Soon his wife would bear a child, a saying hard to. So we ask and miss 
to the Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour Pie. Welcome back to the Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour of Power. Uh, This is Kelly Fletcher, and we're starting our second segment. Um, Our topic for tonight is overcoming insecurities. Uh, Before I get started uh, with the second segment, does anyone have any comments or questions? So I just kind of wanted to follow up with... um, where we left off on the first segment, uh, Brother Cotton had mentioned um, about everyone having insecurities. Um, there are things that we may not show. There are things that, uh, and we may hide it, but there is always some um, self-doubt or lack of confidence. Uh, Brother Tim mentioned about the need for approval. And then Brother Triplett uh, mentioned about childhood events that cause um, insecurities in our life. And they very well could carry on into adulthood. Uh, One question that someone had asked is, um, have you ever been the cause for someone's insecurity? Have you ever been the reason, say, in Panina and Hannah's case, that uh, someone's self-esteem was low or they lacked self-confidence or they were sorrowful or cried because there were things that they wanted to be blessed with. Uh, You had it, but because they didn't, you uh, kind of provoked them or caused sadness in their life. And that may not be something that someone, you know, wants to uh, to speak on, or um, I, I'm sure I wouldn't want to admit something like that, but uh, these things happen, and we never know if we are the cause, again, in the case of Panina, uh, of someone being hurt or feeling insecure uh, because of the things that they, they lack in their life. We have any other comments? You know, Sister Kelly, this is Brother Triple again. And, yes, uh, my, you know, just to, to reply to that, if we, we are the cause. I don't know if we are ever know if we are the cause of yes, to someone's insecurities. Now let somebody tell us. I know I know uh, very well we can we could probably be the contributor to some to uh to uh in, individuals insecurities that we the cause or the contributor and I believe right. anytime you know and uh and you know and we were all teenagers once we were all children once you know as children growing up you say harsh things to one another you say mean things to one another in school and outside on the playground and uh going through high school you Say things to people that's that's mean and cruel as, as teenagers growing up, you know. And we we don't know what type of uh, uh, lifestyle or what type of uh, environment uh, that child lives in at home, where uh, that child was is probably being told negative stuff by the parents and uh, by the uh, other family members in the house. We don't know what's going on in the house, and then when they come to school. You know, we just uh, add adding fuel to the fire. We may be contributors 
uh, in 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 what's already going on at home. But we don't we don't know. We don't know if 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 you are the the cause or the contributor. But I do know one thing. You you know, and I know uh, uh, Tim said approval and and all that. And that's and, and you know and that's all good stuff when it comes to insecurities when people. Uh, want individuals to validate them and and and, right. and give them their approval, and that's where uh, th- that's where that comes from. But you know, when you learn to love yourself, that's the key. When you learn to love yourself, when you learn to when you know that God loves you, and God don't make mistakes, God don't make ugly people, God don't right. make stupid people, God don't right. make dumb people, God make people. And people is the one that put those labels on people, not God. And so when you learn, when you know, when you learn that God loves you, and you love God, you learn to love yourself. That's the start of of, of overcoming your insecurities. Yes. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you breaking that down. The difference it, it you may not be the cause, but um, you could be a contributor. Um, yeah. And I- and I definitely wouldn't want to be a, a contributor, um, but you know there there may have been a time or two that maybe I have been a contributor uh, and just didn't didn't realize it. So I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, so you you mentioned about overcoming insecurities, which can segue into our next section: um, overcoming insecurities. How do we overcome them? Um, I looked at, again, Hannah, and I also looked at um, Rachel and Leah, but I'll, I'll just go to Hannah. One thing that Hannah did was she prayed. Um, you know, to every year she was being provoked by Panina, but her resolution or help in this And she went to the Lord and she prayed and she made a commitment to the Lord. So not only did she pray, but she committed and she said, if you give me this man-child, she was specific. And she said, if you give me this man-child, she was going to give him back to the Lord into his life. And, uh, and, 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 I apologize. I hear a uh, background noise. If you could please mute your mute your mic if you're not speaking. But that's that's exactly what she did. She she went and prayed, and she committed to the Lord. And then on top of that, she talked to Eli the priest about what was going on with her. And he initially thought she was drunk, but she was like, I'm, I'm not drunk, yeah. I'm in something. And a lot of times that's okay, what it's six, six, two. we need to pray and no we one. need to go to our minister or our family member to get that's a we need to get godly advice. No, I don't have a fax number. Hold on. Just have, a minute. Okay. Comment. Hold on. Just a minute. Okay. Um, this is Yolanda. 
Um, that's a good point to bring out, Kelly and Michael. Um, um, sometimes I've realized that sometimes um, from the past, um, I've had things in the past that went on too, you know, that made me have insecurities. Um, past friendships, um, past relationships, things that happened to me in the past. And um, it took a while for me to get those, overcome those insecurities. I wanted to shy away from people, you know, um, certain people I didn't want to go around, you know, because I was afraid I was going to be judged, you know. But um, uh, someone told me to begin praying, just like you said, Kelly. And um, because I wanted to overcome those insecurities. So I began praying. Um, Another thing I began doing is to be around not just, you know, positive people, but Christ-like people, you know, Christ-like brothers and sisters and positive people, people that not going to judge everybody and you're right, Michael. There was a time at one time I was I can't remember being the type of person that was agitating, but I hung around the people that agitated. Mhm. You know. And that still made a difference, you know. And um and um so that's those are a couple of the ways that I overcame that, you know, I think you can overcome some securities and one another thing is to find the root of your security insecurities. Right. You know. Right. What what makes you in think about what makes you insecure and try to find a way around that. Does anyone How else have any suggestions? I do. Can you all hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, good. This is Brother William Cotton. Um yeah, as, as I'm sitting here listening to everybody's, um, <clears throat> um, you know, thoughts on this particular topic, and in this particular segment, we're talking about, you know, um, how we're to overcome our insecurities. A couple of things come to mind. First of all is we got to spend more time with the Lord. Um, if we haven't been spending time with him, we mm-hmm. need to start. If we've been spending time with him, we need to spend more time with him because the closer mm-hmm. we get to God, the closer he gets to us. Um, and that's, that's one thing that ran through my mind because the more we get close to God or the closer we get to God, he'll hide us behind the cross of Christ. Um, and that's where our, our refuge is. That's where our city of refuge is, is in the Lord. Um, so when we get in his word, when we stay in his word, when we stay prayed up, um, that's when we can find protection um, in the Lord. And then we can uh, allow God to start working on our insecurities because insecurities are not worked from the outside in. They're worked from the inside out. And so we have to always remember that, that God works from the inside out. So as he's working on us, we got to allow him to work on us. We got to spend more time with him, get closer to him so he can hide us behind the cross. Number two, uh, sometimes in this life, we need uh, another person to come in and help us. Uh, with our insecurities, uh, you know, what's the root problem? Just like Yolanda just said, what, what what's the cause of it? Uh, what caused me uh, to think this way and be this way? How did I get here? 
Um, and so that's why God placed counselors on this earth. He placed people in different positions, but also counselors on this earth to also help us through those things that we need help through and help with. So, yes, while God will bless us in helping us while we get in his word and study and pray, God will also send people our way or even just one person or maybe many people in order to help us to get to where we need to be. So that those are just two of the things that stood out to me as everybody's been commenting in this second segment about how do we overcome our insecurities, get closer to the Lord, and then maybe seek some professional help. Um, if we can't seek professional help, maybe we have that good best friend that we can go to that can really help us to get through those stormy weather days, those days where we just don't feel good about ourselves. So that's really all I wanted to say. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, that was a good one. That's good. Amen. Amen. Anybody else have any other comments? Now, Yolanda, you said something, um, and Brother William said something about the insecurities, and that is um, identifying or recognize or identifying the root uh, of the insecurities. Have Have you ever? Um, have you ever done that, or, or were you ever able to identify uh, the reason for it? Well, um, one of the things that I have um, identified that I have been working on is um, is um, basically not bring it, letting my past overcome me. <laughs> you okay. know. Um, thinking back at the things that happened to me in the past or that I went through in the past. I'm just going to say that, you know, and um, just try to pray about it and block it out. You know, I mean, you know, and not try to overthink, not try to think about it so much. And so I've been working on that. I have worked on that a lot. And it's it's a big difference once Mm -hmm. you work on it. It, it makes a big difference in how you feel, how you approach people, um, you know, it, especially people that are, you know, well over me. <laughs> you know, like you said, on the job, you know, personal life, it, it helps a lot. Agreed. And, and it, it's the same same thing with me, Um there are some things, some some um, lack of of confidence, um, mm-hmm. insecurities that I that I'm still coming uh, getting over, mm-hmm. and I'm working through them. Um, God has helped me, uh, and and I believe that I've I've come a long way. But there are some things that He's still helping me on, and and I I really thank Him for it, uh, and I'm a better person for it. Um, I want to thank everybody for their comments uh, during the second segment. This is the end of our second segment. We got one more to go, so hang with us, and um, we'll go to break, and we'll be right back. It ain't all good, but it's going to be good. Because I love him. I'm on it. But I'm doing fine. And I trust him. Everything ain't well. But it's going to be swell in the fullness of time. 
everything's gonna be fine. Whoa. In the fullness of time, everything is alright. Sometimes I feel like I'm a rundown man. But I'm looking upward. Cause I know him. I'm trying to be holy. I want to be worthy. So he will know me. I look around me and it seems like evil wins. In the fullness of time. I know. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, in the fullness. In the fullness of time. Everything is alright Well, when things don't move the way you want them to Things that you know ought to come to you Find their way to another place It makes it hard And you are listening in to the Mid-TN Singles Hour of Power. Peace and love, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Well, unfortunately, we've come to the end of another show. But before we end, does anyone have any comments or questions about how to overcome insecurities or 
you know, do you have any experiences that you went through? You know, Sister Yolanda, uh, this is Brother Triplet again, and I'm just going to make it real quick. But I really love what uh, Brother Cotton said, and I, and I think it's something I wanted just to, just to bring out a little bit more here. To overcome insecurities, first of all, you know, we know that God is able and he's capable to help us do that. But then at the same time, too, there are counselors, there are therapists out here that can help us deal with the root of our problems, can help us deal with those things. And and I know, Sister Yolanda, when you said that, you know, uh, you try not to forget, you try to forget uh, those things and don't remember them, and that's well. But like I tell uh, my clients a lot of times, you know, that's something that you really don't want to do. You don't want to suppress. You don't want to repress those that trauma because what you're doing is you're not getting you're not getting rid of it. You just burying it, but it's still there. And all they're gonna do is and and if a trigger comes, it's gonna bring it back up. So you want to deal with those insecurities. You want to deal with that trauma that caused those insecurities, so that you can deal with them and get them out of your life for good, for uh, for, uh, for forever. But then, but then too, at the same time, when we are dealing with those ins- that past trauma in our lives that cause that insecurity or that make us feel that we're uh, not sufficient, uh, we uh, uh, have what you call soul wounds. And when I say soul wounds, I mean S-O-U-L, soul wounds. Those are soul wounds that uh, uh, the only way that we're going to overcome those soul wounds is to go to our soul healer, which is God. Exactly. God is the healer of our soul wounds. And so while we are dealing with the root of our problem, while we're dealing and getting clarification on how where that root came from and how we got that, and we're getting coping skills and we're getting the tools to help us go through that. At the same time, too, we want to consult our soul healer with our soul wound because that uh, nobody's going to help us overcome that soul wound but our soul healer. And that's all I want to say. Thank you. Amen. That's a good point, Brother Triplett. Very good point. <laughs> Anyone else have any suggestions or thoughts? This is Hi. This, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hello. This is Lynetta Dixon. I've been sitting back listening. And Mr. Uh, Tripp, I think I got that right. He made a valiant Brother point. <laughs> he made a valiant point. I've um, been sitting back listening, and I think I'm with him 100%. You should... You should um, kind of try to understand what you do, what you're going through in your insecurities. I think you need to hit it head on. You need to not try to forget it. You need to, like Cotton said, you need to pray about it. Yes, but you still need to understand what put you in that insecurity situation. If it's someone you've been around that makes you feel insecure or a relationship you've been in that made you feel insecure, or even just coworkers uh been on a job and they made you feel insecure. I think you need to uh, just kind of step back and say, oh, wait a minute. What did I do to um, to make me feel this way? Or what? Why would I let someone say negative things about me to make me feel insecure about myself? Then once you, you know, 
figured that out, yes, go to God. Get on what it's saying about prayer that season. That's where you get your strength from, from the Lord. I've been myself in a situation where I've been insecure, but I remove myself from the situation. I remove myself from people that make me feel like that. Then I start thinking positive about myself because each one of us have special individual things that's good, that's outstanding among each one of us. And you're going to have negativity no matter what. You're going to have someone ain't going to like you. Some Someone can just look at you and say they don't like you or just, you know, they might not like the way you look, which is stupid, I think. But you just have to think positive of yourself and, and just keep going. That's my experience from being insecure. And I've been insecure in a lot of different situations. And then I start thinking positive of myself and just, you know, just keep going. Keep going and keep praying. Amen. Amen, Lynetta. Hi, this and is Kathy. Yeah. How y'all doing? Good, I agree with, good. I agree with both gentlemen. Uh, the one that said that you do have to get help sometimes to uh, – because it's different insecurities that people have that may bring them to a point to where they might harm themselves or, you know. So sometimes you might have to get help. And I agree And I agree with Cotton as far as why it's with, you know, getting yourself into the Lord more. Um, you have to, the more you love the Lord, the more you get into the Lord, you, you, you realize that, you, you know, you can love yourself. Um, and sometimes people can make you not love yourself and say things to you that, you know, make you feel very insecure about yourself. Cause I, you know, I went through that when I was coming up and as I got older, I learned that those things were just silly stuff, you know, and, you know, I just learned how to love myself more. And once I started learning to love myself, those insecurities that I had went away, you know. So now if somebody says something like that to me, I don't, you know, I brush it off. It doesn't bother me as much. So that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> Amen. And thank you for that, Kathy. Thank you for that. Is there anyone else? Sister Yolanda, uh, just real quick, uh, one thing that I thought about is um, we can't allow uh, insecure thoughts to dwell in our mind um, when things seem to be happening for, you know, those around us, whether, you know, it's at work, in the family, or amongst friends, and they seem to be getting blessed. Um, we have to keep in mind that even if even if it seems like others can't see our value, uh, God sees it. One thing I remember uh, uh, one of my teachers told me when I was uh, younger in the church, uh, she said, God sees you and that's enough. And that's something that has yeah. stuck with me for years. And so yeah. even if others may not see our value or we don't seem to be valued, God sees us. 
in in due time, if it's his will, he'll promote us. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And God always guides us in the right direction. He, um, anytime we, you know, feel that insecurity or feel that self doubt, you know, and we pray to Him, He just guides us to where we need to be. All we have to do is ask, talk to Him. That's right. basically all we have to do. Okay, ma'am. Okay. Well, uh, uh, thank you. Conclude. Go ahead. <laughs> we want to thank everyone for uh, participating and for commenting. We want to thank our callers. Um, I want to thank um, also uh, Sister Yolanda um, for being one of the moderators. We also want to thank Brother Stevie B for uh, allowing us to share the airwaves with him today. Um, so that is the end of our segment for today and the end of our show. Um, thank you once again, and we hope everyone has a good evening. Thank you. Oh, mm-hmm.
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to take this time and extend the invitation of the Lord. If you're not a child of God, and one cannot be a child of God until you are a Christian, until you have been born again, as the Bible teaches, then you're lost outside of Christ. It's not enough to be religious, you must obey the commands of the Lord. In order for a man to be saved, you must take heed and answer the gospel call. Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse fourteen, you must hear the gospel. John chapter six and verse forty five, Romans chapter ten, verse fourteen and seventeen, and the fact of the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verses one through three. You must believe the same. Hebrews eleven six, James two and verse twenty four. You must repent. Luke chapter thirteen, verse three and five. Acts chapter seventeen and verse thirty. You must confess your faith in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter ten, verse nine and ten. Matthew chapter ten, verse thirty two and thirty three. You must be baptized in water. For the remission or the forgiveness of your sins. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Acts 10 and verse 48. First Peter and verse 21. And if you are a Christian and you've not been faithful in your service to God, we would ask you to decide again by repentance and prayer. Acts chapter 8 and verse 22. And we want to encourage you now to visit the churches of Christ in your area. Amen. And I'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. And if you miss me from singing, Sing and you can't find me nowhere, Glory. come on up to glory. glory. I'll be singing the best. Yes, I will. And I know the Lord, He will grieve me. Okay. 
Come on up to glory. I'll be praising up there. Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's Word. I want to thank both of my speakers on the show, uh, Marcus Bonham, and also my co-host Shauna Otis with her team, the Mid Tennessee Singles Ministry. And I also want to thank my special guest in the community corner, Daryl Gibson. I appreciate everyone who participated on the show this evening. What a blessing! What a blessing it is to be able to hear the Word of God being proclaimed on this Tuesday night. It is my prayer that these lessons this evening have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuned into this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continued blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Stevie Arbella. I want to say on behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullins and Shauna Otis and Lou Gibbons, we really do appreciate your love and support for these radio programs. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Yes, Oh, my God, my Lord and my friend, yeah.
let God save your soul Cause you only have one If you don't, you have lost And Satan has one If you want to go Where there is joy and peace Listen what God said He said, come unto me Cause you're so
and my ways oh, I just remember what my mama told me Girl, lift your eyes to God Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BDW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus